Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Thursday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Listen, it's going to sound like it's, I don't know, September on the show today. <laughs> yeah. Lots of college football uh, with the schedule release for the SEC in 2024. Now know whom and where Oklahoma, Texas, the entire conference we know what that conference schedule looks like, so we will break that down, talk all kinds of different angles of it. Also saw a different another list about a week ago, and I thought, you know what? This would be perfect with to go along with the SEC talk when that happens. And we've, we've mentioned programs, you know, the, like who will be the next program to make their first playoff or who will be the next program to win a national title. But we haven't talked about coaches in that in that realm. So who are your top five college football coaches that will win a title, win their first national title next? See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I've got a couple of names that aren't on there, and I have reasons why. Okay. That I think most people would have. Uh, we'll have a U.S. Open update. They just teed off out at L.A. Country Club about uh, 15, 20 minutes ago. So just a couple of guys have made it through a hole or two. Uh, official Jordy Ball headed to Nebraska. That was just today. So she's officially going to spend her last two years back home. Good for her. Um, that's what she wants to do. So really college football heavy and maybe a U.S. Open update here or there throughout the show today. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That is 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We'll talk about anything that's on your mind. Just feel free to chime right in. I'd like to know your opinions on uh, all this college football stuff as well. 225-9698. If you're outside the listening area one of these days, you want to stay in touch with the show, it's easy. You can log on to kadsam.com, live stream us that way, or download the free Paragon app. And uh, that app has it all. It's got every radio station we got. It's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of that Penny News is on the website right now, thepennynews.com. You can go pick up a free copy of the Penny News now. Go do it. Lots of good deals in this week's edition of the Penny News. And, of course, the Big Elk and Paragon TV, both on there as well during high school sports. You can just, I mean, that's the beauty of it, right? You can be at one football game watching another another right there on your phone mm-hmm. through that app. And, of course, the podcast, Skinny on Sports podcast, if you miss one of the shows, you can go back and listen to it in its entirety. And that's everywhere. Everywhere podcasts are available. How are you today, Jared? I'm good. A little worried good. about the weather this L- evening. A little bit. Kind of got my eye looking on that radar. All I mean, I'll be doing that all day. And the forecast seems like keep, a f- about four o'clock to six o'clock yep. is kind of the time frame out here. They keep saying be weather aware, and, and that's what we're used to out here. So be weather aware if you're listening. It's a day to be, uh, you know, just think about your plan, right? Where would you go? What would you do? We've been through this before. Oh yeah, and, and we'll be fine. We'll have it covered here on our sister stations, and um, we'll uh, we'll be fine. So, how are you? 
Man, I'm good. I uh, this is exciting. We've got the uh, we got the U.S. Open teeing off out on the West Coast right now at LA Country Club. I, I am so fascinated by this golf course. It's one that we haven't seen on the national stage. It's never hosted a U.S. Open. Um, L.A. itself hasn't hosted the U.S. Open since 1948. And so this is uh, this is going to be a cool week in golf. And it's a different challenge, I think, than, than what you're normally used to at the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. I have a sneaking suspicion that the scores will be a little bit better than maybe I know. I heard Jim talking. He, he wants you know a few under to win. Afraid it might be a little better than that. Uh, but we'll see how it plays i know there's not much there's not any rain really in the forecast out there so no it is california if they want to they can make it hard they can you know they'll get up hard and fast and uh interesting i just saw this pop up espn stats and info in the u.s open in the last 50 years la country club's the seventh course to make its u.s open debut over the last 50 years the list of winners on the previous six, uh, Kepka at Aaron Hills, Spieth at Chambers Bay, Tiger at Torrey, Tiger at Beth Page, Payne Stewart at Pinehurst, and Jerry Pate at Atlanta Athletic Club. That uh, when when the least recognizable name on that list is the logo for the tour. <laughs> you're pretty that's a pretty heady company so all this any maybe any talk talk of dark horses and that kind of thing yeah no. you might need to be looking at the top of the world uh for your winner this week I so think that we got to remember is this is a, a course that we are not familiar with for obvious reasons we don't see a lot of it but these guys have played there right yeah, some of them uh, huh, maybe you some of think them most of these guys have it's it's L.A. Yeah, but did listening to Derek they, Freeman they, yesterday? They paired up with old Jack Nicholson every once in a while. You can't. While no, out no, there. no. You can't. Why not? Jack Nicholson cannot be a member. Why not? Athletes and and uh, movie stars are not allowed. What a jip. Yeah, they're not there. Wow, did, I didn't know that. Did you, yeah, did you hear? Did you happen to hear Derek Freeman, uh, former OU golfer? He was the head coach at UCLA for a long time. No. On with Jim. <clears throat> so in like 2010, he became a member out there. But he said the process was like two years long of vetting and going and have dinners. And he said, I was just in the right place at the right time because the initiation fee is like 500 k But he was able to – the the. But he said at, when, at the time that he joined, they were really trying to make a push to be a younger because, you know, not a bunch of young people have 500 k just to – Flop down. No. And somebody said it was. You know who does have 500k? Jack Nicholson has 500. (laughs) Too bad. Uh, They asked Jim asking about the Playboy Mansion being on the on the premises as well. See, I'm not the only one who's had that in the back of their mind. He's like, you can't. You didn't even know. I I guess it's just so. (laughs) Couldn't hear the monkeys. Yeah, it's just crazy. But uh, it it was. He was talking about the course and how it will play and how interesting it'll be. Um, seen some videos on yeah. social media that rough you're talking about if no one's watching you might very well could lose a ball yeah but then other times you might be in a little spot yeah. where it's not as thick and yeah. have, a, have a great chance the but. greens look crazy how they roll man i hope i hope they put the pin on the front of the I green saw, on 15 saw a chart somewhere where the, the pin placement yeah it's not today we're on 15 but it's the hole where it can play like 76 yards 
yeah. on a par three, and Ricky Fowler said he will absolutely lay up at the pin if it's seven, if the pin is in a certain location, even from seventy six. Will not try to hit the green from seventy six. That is nuts. I wow. can't even imagine what that looks Trying like. To lay up on a seventy six yard par three. Yeah. Wow. You know, you, I was talking with uh, my buddy yesterday about it. You, you know, two things that will happen in a West Coast U.S. Open. One, you get to watch golf until live, and you yeah, get to the, watch su- the sun live. goes down. Yeah. And a, you know, a word that you're going to hear a whole bunch that you only hear on the West Coast. <clears throat> What's that? Barranca. Barranca. Yeah. It's like the ditches that they call them barrancas. Oh, okay. Just listen. You'll hear it. Oh, you got to hit it over the barranca. You just, I'm telling you, it's not a word you hear anywhere else but on the West Coast in golf. Okay. You normally get to hear Kakuya type of grass, grass that grows out there. Grass, but grass, this is, it's yeah. Bermuda here at LA Country Club, which is another thing that makes it so unique to a West Coast. But anyhow, that just got going. I mean, early, early, early leaderboard update. Uh, Omar Morales, amateur Mexico, one under par. Michael Kim, which I think he played at Cal. So he might have a little experience with this in, in certain ways. Also one under through one. Nobody's teed off that you've heard of. Nah, typically not. I So what do we think around noon? Maybe I don't know. Here, early afternoon we'll start to. <clears throat> uh, the, first, the first group that you know will tee off at 940. Our time. Shane Lowry, Justin Thomas, Tommy Fleetwood. And then uh, that's on one. And then on two, on 10, I mean, Bryson, Francesco Malinari, and Tyrrell Hatton. So we're about 40 minutes away from actually knowing somebody that's on the golf course. Okay. So that's the U.S. Open. Um, uh, mentioned weather a little bit. Yeah, I might have to split screen it today watching <clears throat> U.S. Open and the Weather yeah. Channel. <laughs> Pay attention to weather. Uh, there's no doubt that can be a thing. Outside of that, I mean, wasn't it weird, or at least it was for me, to be so feverishly updating Twitter because I was kind of on the road just to, you know, for a for a college football schedule that's still 18 months away. Yeah, but I think I think for the first time since the initial announcement you actually start at least i did i felt the excitement and the different level of excitement that oklahoma and texas going to the sec provides absolutely it does i'm with you it was really strange right yeah like oh my gosh this is so cool it's so exciting to see these and it's it's the newness of it sure but it's so exciting to know that these are all – I mean, someone <clears throat> described it perfectly yesterday to me. Like, This is like every game's a bowl game. In certain ways, In that's certain right. In certain ways, you know, outside of maybe Mizzou and Texas, obviously, because there's some familiarity there. But in some seasons, I mean, last time we played – Auburn, only time OU's played Auburn in a bowl game. Right. You know, obviously the classic matchups with Alabama um, back in, what, 02, 03, then you got – um, bowl matchups between now and then and Tennessee obviously those are fun games I mean the level of excitement is so much more than say when you release a big 12 schedule that features Iowa State and Kansas State you get you're seeing South Carolina and Tennessee now I mean give me that schedule any day I think 
I was listening, you know, throughout the the week as far as who could it be, and I I think South Carolina, Auburn, Ole Miss, LSU are all teams that Oklahoma has never played in the regular season. Yeah. So they're you know that, that's going to be a, a and that'll happen probably next year too. Although, oh, yeah. actually, I think on that other side, uh, Florida, Georgia. Mississippi State, yeah. So there's three again. So that, you know that that newness of it is going to wear off. But and, and you mentioned the the difference. I mean, okay, uh, just this just is what it is. This year's home schedule in the conference is Iowa State, Central Florida, West Virginia, and TCU. Next year it's Bama, Tennessee, South Carolina. One of those is not like the other. And that's just three. I mean, because Oklahoma is the home team designate for the right, Cotton Bowl, right? right. And so, the, just the three versus four, it's still not even close. I think it's going to be interesting to see how Oklahoma proceeds non-conference wise if the SEC chooses to stay at eight, because what this does is it gives you a chance to for sure have six home games with three and three uh, non-conference and conference, but also maybe even seven. On years where and and how marquee do you try to go non-conference? There's a big conversation this morning about Bedlam. Joe Castiglione actually mentioned that he's had positive conversations with Chad Weiberg. I don't know how quick it can happen in football because Oklahoma State's non-conference is pretty full. Mm-hmm. I think the other sports are going to see it pretty quick, if not 2024. Football-wise, I don't know, but I, I do. Does that mean the anger is going away? From I do. OSU I do think. Or, I do like, think that there's a, a more of a an appetite both ways because mm-hmm. I think there was a time where you didn't want to play it either, and in for obvious reasons. But I do think that as you know, two years has gone along since this happened, I feel like there's more of an appetite to play that. Well, game. they can use the Texas Texas A and M stoppage of play as an example because everyone outside of those what us included OU fans everybody was like that game needs to happen they should be still playing that game it's such a fun rivalry you know as a fan just to watch it and and I think maybe they could look at that and go we don't want to do that we don't want to deprive fans of of a great bedlam matchup that I mean typically football gives us year in year out uh, more often than not we'll get really really good games so maybe they're used. Maybe their cooler heads are prevailing in that sense. Yeah, we'll see. I, I just don't know if it can. It's not going to happen immediately. I don't think but. it can happen in twenty four by any stretch. But um, okay, so when you see this, I'm going to say I'm going to say OU Texas doesn't count in this question because I think that would be the obvious go to number one answer. Well, I ranked them just in the SEC. I know what you're going to go ahead. Yeah. Finish the so question. yeah, rank. I did four. I just did a top four. Oh, I did eight. Oh, you did them all. I, I did eight. Okay. So how did you go? All right, start with eight. At Missouri. Because it's we've, we've, we've seen it. We've seen it. <laughs> yeah. We've seen it. Yeah. Okay. And and they're a little down. It doesn't really get you that excited. Mm-hmm. It's fun to have them back. It's I mean, that's when they were good. That was, we had some fun games with them. But let's face it, when you're comparing it to the rest of these other seven teams, that one's like, eh, whatever. And I, would, same, I would agree with that one. Same thing a little bit with Texas. Because oh my we gosh. Get you got them seventh? Listen to oh, me. Oh, not me. Listen, I know. <laughs> I know. But just because we've always had them. Now you can get into the new guys. Okay, hang on. Uh, I would put South Carolina here. Okay, well, I put them at six. Okay. I put them there. 
there's some great storylines here with these oh, games, sure. aren't there? A Beamer? Sure. Yeah. Rat, Rattler won't be there, but or will he? No, he'll be done. Yeah, he'll be done. He'll be done. Um, okay, at six, at six, at six, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say at Auburn. Well, that's where I got five. Okay, so we're on. At, at Auburn. And now we could probably start arguing. Okay, here. five. Okay, six at Auburn. At five, I'll put OU Texas, even though that's way too low. But that's okay. So the so four. Who you got four? I mean, that crazy. I'm putting Texas at seven because you've seen it. We've seen it. It yeah. still gets me excited and still gets me pumped up when yeah, it's I'm gonna OU go, Texas week. I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah, game day. That that's gonna be way higher well, on course. your list than seven. Of course, it, but when this newness wears off, right. it's gonna go back up to the top. Okay, number four. Number four is, and again, we're going to start arguing, at Ole Miss. So, number four, I've got Bama here. Okay. Any explanation why? I've seen it. That's a good point. It's a home game, and it's probably a loss. (laughs) Probably a loss of Jackson Arnold's. Because a lot of people people think that's going to be the marquee opener of the conference schedule. On the twenty like first like of September, September at night. Yeah, I can see that. Jackson Arnold's first. Yeah. Or what? What I think OU fans need to hope is the first under the lights situation, because if not, that means he had to play this year when you probably don't want him to. Or anyway, maybe but, playing when they're blowing people out. <coughs> well, that'd be that'd nice. Be too, nice, but, but don't, don't. so I've got Bama four here, and you've got at Ole Miss. All right, at Ole Miss number three, uh, Tennessee, because. I mentioned the storylines. First off, we had one and a half really good games with them. That first half last, or that when they came to Norman was okay. And then they, OU pulled away. But of course, at Tennessee, the double overtime thriller. But Josh Heupel coming home, coming back to where he got his college football start, more or less. That's a big storyline for me. I've got LSU down there at three. Okay. So number two is Tennessee for you? Nope. Who's number two? At Ole Miss. Tennessee's number one for me because of Josh Heifel coming back. Because of that storyline. Because okay. of how Every, how much yeah. vitriol there, it feels yeah. like there there is. Now, let me ask you this, though. Does that go away a little bit because Bob and Lincoln aren't there anymore and Brent Venables is? Or did, Maybe a little. Was, did, and, did, he have the, did he despise Bob and Lincoln or does he despise OU? I feel like it might be the Bob thing. Um, but come on, let's face it. Bob will still be there. He'll show up. Oh, um, sure. He'll make his face seen. And the guys said this on the OU game, uh, show last night. I rewatched it. They said when that game happens, they need to th- throw up all the video from 2000 in an attempt just to make Hypo cry. You know, like, oh, that was a good time. That and bring back all the old players just to kind of take his mind off the game. So maybe we'll give it a slight advantage. But, well, but but the point is, um, make it a warm welcome for him. You know, and and maybe he can just bury the hatchet and move on. Exactly. You you can't have your don't, don't. your last national title winning quarterback who brought you out of the doldrums right. of the nineties. Right exiled away from the university that doesn't make any sense makes no sense and and i would hope and i don't think ou fans want that it's just how you know making a change at offensive i mean obviously it was for the better it was clear it, bob had to do it he needed to make a change and i don't think it, it, it was it came from a this is business it's not personal he took it personally mm-hmm. and that's fine no one likes to get fired 
But maybe it's, you know, you're doing good, Josh, over there at Tennessee. OU's going to be fine. It's OU. Bury the hatchet. Move on. Let's let's get back to the good old days. Looking back, knowing what you know now, how many OU fans would make that change after the 2014 season? You know, I think maybe him getting fired might have changed the way he coached. Or maybe Baker Mayfield being the quarterback the next year yeah, would true. have changed the way. That's he, true too. But I mean, if a butterfly flaps its wing in Japan, are we well, going mean, to get a tornado get, tonight? I mean, but you get you, you know, have Landry Jones, who clearly was limited, although probably underrated. You leave him and you go to what they had with Bell and Knight, and I mean, clearly, if there was a period in Bob Stoops's career, and even even clear through Lincoln. If there was a, a an extended period of substandard versus the rest of that time quarterback play, it was just happened to coincide mm-hmm. with Heupel being here. But also, you can make the case that's his fault for recruiting those guys. Yeah, that's true too. There's time, but I, I but, do you know, hindsight's think hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, there's always that. It, it, I do think it's softening. I think people, when it happened, they were so furious with twenty fourteen season that nobody cared. Nobody, nobody cared that it was that you know, good riddance. You're a better quarterback than you were a coach. See you bye. I think that has softened a little bit. And especially kind of once they figured out that, you know what, that really did hurt his feelings. It really didn't make him mad. And as much as OU is critical fan base-wise of, of coaching, and it is, and especially offensive coaching it seems like, but they also got kind of took a step back and thought, wait a minute, this isn't the way that we wanted this to ever go go down with the guy that is so beloved for what he did on the field. Yeah. So that that all of that together is why I have that game number one, even though it's not really the one. But with the hypo storylines, well, story to me, huge. it makes it it makes it one. And who knows? He could be the coach of Alabama by the time that come rolls around. It's who knows? funny you say that because <laughs> when we talk about the head coaches until the first, the next one to win their first title, I have a name on here, and it's because I think that he's going to win in Alabama, not where he is right now. Um, so number two for me is Alabama. It's Alabama. They're going to be top five, if not top team, coming right. in. And and number one for me is at, at LSU. LSU. Yeah, I'm not scared. At LSU, that that one is huge, and you know it's going to be a night game, and it's going to be wild. Yeah, and yeah. OU's going to be wearing their reds. <laughs> That's true. You know, it's it's, it's going to be fun, man. And it's hard to rank these because all these have storylines and the newness to it, and that bowl game feeling to it, but it's at home. Save your money up now. You talk about season tickets for this year compared to 24. Holy moly. Yeah, there's not as many games. It was funny. I was reading an ESPN article about it, and, you know, what's the best game? What's this? Who's the biggest winner? Who's the biggest loser? And one of the answers was savings accounts. Yeah, yeah. And, it, it, and it mentioned te- if you're Texas with what they've got on the road, which game do you skip? And it was like you can't skip any of them. you got to be at every one of those. Well, I cannot remember. Are they at Vanderbilt or they host Vanderbilt? Either way, you get to go to get to go to Nashville. Nashville. Get to go to Nash Vegas, as the locals call it. Yeah, I think because uh, the one that would have been a little bit uh, sketchy was Mississippi State, and I think they come to Austin. I mean, still every every SEC stadium or or college town or whatever it has its quirkiness to it it has its own little thing like starksville mississippi with the with the cowbell thing 
mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't. The stadium doesn't. I don't know how big it is. When I see it on TV, it, it doesn't. It's it doesn't, like sixty. Doesn't look huge. It's, it's a lot. I means. think it's a lot like a bunch of the stadiums in the Big Twelve, from Boone Pickens to yeah, you know, so that that, that, fi- exactly mid fifties yeah. to mid sixties. Yeah, not knocking him. Just it's not as huge as the other ones, like say LSU or or what uh, Jordan Air or uh, no, the just Swamp any yeah. or any of them. But but the whole cowbell thing that they do and. I mean to be in. I mean, I think I'd. I don't think I'd be able to hear afterwards, because for the lack of seats, they make up with with those cowbells. But every stadium has something to it, or every town in the SEC, every school t- or college town has something. Obviously, the, the, gr- the Grove, yeah, Ole Miss, all the chants, sailgating at Tennessee, the chomp at at Florida. I mean, imagine being in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. It's just so much fun. All right, so Texas's road schedule is at Arkansas, at A and M, and Vanderbilt. So you got Nashville, at A and M, at Arkansas. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. I mean, it, it's. We'll take a break. We'll kind of talk about <clears throat> a little bit less OU focus, more conference as a whole. And it's it's kind of hard when you start thinking, okay, who got the tough end? Who got the the short end. There ain't nobody that easy. Listen, the SEC nailed it with this eight-game schedule. I think they nailed it. Okay, Jared, let's talk about this just a little bit. The the rotary yeah, radio listen, auction. Yeah, supposed to be tonight. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to uh, insinuate that we're not doing this tonight. So let's pretend that we are doing this tonight. But there is talks of, and we won't know until after we meet today at noon. But there is talks of maybe postponing this because of the weather that we talked about earlier. That's the most important thing is safety. And, you know, and if weather comes in, like I said, we're going to cover it on air no matter what. That's the priority. But if if for some reason we decide we're going to have a rotary radio auction, we're going to have it tonight and tomorrow night, 7 to 9 p.m. Now, if it is postponed, we'll just do it Friday and Saturday. Okay? Keep it tuned onto the uh, KUCO airwaves. We're going to let you know if there's any changes Keep it tuned onto your Facebook. Everyone's on Facebook, KUCO's Facebook, Elk City Rotary Club's Facebook page. If there are any changes, we're definitely going to blast that and let everybody know uh, so you can still be a part of this. But, uh, yeah, that's coming up uh, either tonight and tomorrow or tomorrow or Saturday. You could bid on – I mean, you're familiar with it. You call in. we got a list to go to the Elk City Rotary Club's Facebook page. We've shared it on KUCO's Facebook page. You can see the entire list. I was kind of looking at it this morning. There's rounds of golf. I'm, I'm thinking sports-wise. Rounds of golf. There's the uh, driving range membership on there. There are tickets, Aaron, to a PBR event. Oh, sweet. Okay. Uh, they value, Aaron. You ready for this? I, I'm assuming there's four tickets. Guess how much they cost? 500 bucks. More. 800 bucks. 800 bucks. You can get a deal on these. That, those, that's a big thing. And I'm gonna guess these are really close seats, fantastic seats. And there's and that's just the tip of the iceberg. So jump on Facebook, you can see the full list. You're gonna look at it and go, I need a, a microscope to look. Just zoom in, read it, mark what you want. A lot of fun, a lot of money to be raised. Goes to local projects around town, local scholarships, uh, not just town but around the area. Small school, we help out small schools too in the area, like Merritt and Canute and Hammond. So should be a lot of fun but like i said if there is a change we're gonna blast it on the airwaves we're gonna blast it on facebook we're gonna let you know uh, if there are any changes because of the impending weather i mean because we want to be safe we want to be home with our families if we need to be home with our families and i'll be selfish here 
I don't want to take another car in to get the hell yeah. repair done. <clears throat> I mean, I'm tired of driving that Porsche, man. I'm tired of everyone talking. To you me look about a lot it. more comfortable in the pickup than Thank you did you. the Porsche. Yeah, I mean, the Porsche is nice, but I'm tired of, hey, man, nice car. <laughs> hey, yeah, thank you. I feel like a celebrity. I have to kind of. Oh, yeah. Want, come on. Wear sunglasses and. Yeah, Wave at the incognito. Yeah. Hi. Thanks. Thanks. <clears throat> thanks for the compliment on the car. Anyway, we'll let you know about the road reaction um, afternoon today. You know, I know this uh, SEC move is a, a bigger deal than maybe people realize. Because it's June fifteenth, and we're going crazy about football. No, why? Why? Tailgating is coming back to Norman. So is that? It? I know uh, Harris was yeah, he talking said, about. Yeah. Yeah. What, so what's everything going on? we're doing, Norman, has to be reexamined in light of moving to the SEC. It's got to be bigger and better. That meant Lindsay Street tailgating. Why not everywhere tailgating? Well, that's <clears throat> exactly. I've seen people say that. Just the ovals open up everything. Yeah, I think you may see it. I think you may see it, and it could turn into you a pretty cool embrace thing. Embrace that SEC lifestyle. The culture. That's the right. culture. Yes. I mean, the main reason—no offense to our man Tyler Harrison at Western Oklahoma Realty—but the main reason I've got Ole Miss number two on this list of games I want to go to, and heck, it'd be number one on games I want to go to. Doesn't have anything to do with Hemingway Vaught Stadium. <laughs> it has everything to do with the Grove. And yeah, the tailgating around it in the atmosphere in Oxford, Mississippi. I've heard that it's an awesome town. Yeah. Awesome college town. I'm hoping that I'm able to go to some of these here in my later years. I keep on I waiting can... for my phone to text and see Tyler H. and say, hey, I've already scored his tickets. Come on, Tyler. Our kids go to school together. Oh, yeah, you're out. Come I'm in on. first. That's the way this goes. We've been planning this trip for decades and just haven't. It hasn't how oh, Sam's went. Sam is trying to stir it up we'll we'll talk about that tomorrow i haven't seen it okay kids stuff oh that stuff yeah oh yeah i've heard about that <clears throat> i read a time i read a deal about it too yeah thank you to the folks in charge of the league here that's taking where, the initiative that's to get it done it's it's your league yep okay so we talked to kind of the ou and how exciting it is just for as ou fans I'm going to switch it around now to the entire conference of the SEC after seeing these after seeing these schedules. Mm -hmm. If you could go to one not OU game in the SEC, if you could go to one other one other conference game in 2024, oh, I misunderstood that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I did put OU, but we we it was, I kind of that was kind of I'm going to have to bring up the all those schedules. <clears throat> okay, give me a minute. I wrote down the ones just for for OU. Can I just answer that real quick? Yeah, one home game would be. I'm I'm sticking with Alabama. Okay. To the allure of Alabama. And one away game. Man, it's it's almost a tie between the Grove and See, I would just go I wouldn't I would skip the home games and go to LSU and Ole Miss. Just go to Go to the two road games. You would cash in one home ticket for two road games? Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. I would be brave. I would just want to go I would want to go to LSU and have fans come up and say "Tiger baiting my just to get up just to yeah I could see you not making it out of there <laughs> <coughs> I could see us having a memorial for you on Monday <laughs> Jim calls in kind of gives a little eulogy <laughs> he thought he could handle the Death Valley experience at night you have Sarah McLaughlin in the background the corn dogs and the whiskey just <laughs> did him in. <laughs> or I'm just missing. I just yeah, go yeah. missing. <laughs> Somewhere you, you might have, you end up gator bait. 
<laughs> my bad. Down in the bayou. Might be in the swamp. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'll help as you look. Go I'll, ahead. I'll, yep. I'll I'll start. For me, if you could go to any other, it, uh, this one is easy for me because of the renewal of the rivalry deep in the heart of Texas. Okay. Yeah. A and M, and and I like that it's at A and M and not Austin. Is it? It, it is. is. Yeah. It's at A and M. It's in, it's in College Station, and I, and I like that for the renewal of it because that's the last place they played when Justin Tucker ripped the heart out of the Aggies on Thanksgiving Friday. So I would go number one for me is A and M and Texas in College Station, watching the renewal of that. You want to talk about it, that's going to be. That's going to be a fun atmosphere to be in in College Station. Hey, when you Google SEC, be sure you don't hit the X instead of the C and then hit Enter. That's well, a bad deal on the work computer. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Backspace, get back here. I'm still. I'm just trying to find like a composite schedule. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, go to. Got it. Okay. So I would go there first. I'll tell you another one. Uh, Georgia at Bama. Just yeah. because of what that's going to mean nationally, and then I wrote down one, but I think I'm going to change my mind because I want to I want to compare the atmosphere at this game to the atmosphere in the Cotton Bowl. I think it would have. To, I think it'd be oh, Georgia, yeah. Florida, yeah, in Jacksonville at the outdoor co- cocktail party. Yeah, that'd be fun. That's another one. But the, I mean, there's so many of them. Bama at LSU. A Bama at LSU game would be fun to go to. Because you'd get to experience the night atmosphere and not have to worry about getting beat up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just as an innocent bystander watching that game. I think that'd be yeah, great. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. I, I like Alabama at Tennessee mm-hmm. because of um, – I don't think Tennessee's going anywhere. I think they're I think they're kind of – they're just getting started. They got a really good or promising young quarterback. I think he's a true freshman now. I don't know his name. can't say it if I read it. Um, that th- he was like a five-star dude out of California. Yeah, and he's not going to get to play. By 24? Oh, yeah, well, maybe by 24. Yeah, you're that's, right. Yeah, that's the game I can't remember how long. It's Milton. How old is he? Joe Milton. I don't know. So that, that one, you know, it's back to uh, back to where Tennessee beat him. Last year. Last year, and you know that will be a night game, and it'll probably be between two f- top five teams maybe. So that's one I, I would look forward to. Let me look elsewhere. So you haven't really seen. So you haven't taken. I've really, I really studied OU's <clears throat> mm-hmm. in Texas. To be quite honest. So conference wide, I think there's some teams that got. I think Alabama got kind of a raw deal, and I'm shocked. If Oklahoma is any good, uh-huh. that's the caveat here, uh-huh. because that first year, they would be on the road at OU, LSU, and Tennessee. They actually have a non-conference game at Wisconsin that year. Mm. We'll see if Fickle can get that thing or keep it at a level or get it back to that level. And then, of course, hosting Georgia. That's a heck of a schedule yeah, for Alabama. You know, Florida's schedule is – No, no, no. Is... And that's it's – it's not even close. It might be the hardest schedule ever in the history of yeah. college football. Florida's is tough. At Tennessee, at Texas, the cocktail party. Non-conference is hosting Miami and at FSU – LSU, A and M. I mean, that, their, their schedule is brutal. 
Wow. Brutal for Florida that first year. Now, there's some teams that may have got off a little easier for whatever that means in this conference. And one of them deserved it. Because if you go back over the past handful of years, go back and check out Arkansas's schedule over the last few years. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. They always get, they always have gotten, you know, Auburn, Bama, LSU because of the side of the conference. But then they've been getting Georgia in this uptick as well. Gosh, they played, who do they play in the non conference? Cincinnati when they were good. They got Cincinnati, yep. TCU maybe. They've, they've had some incredible schedules. Their conference one isn't that terrible this time, this for 2024. Their road games are Auburn, Mississippi State, Missouri, and A&M. That's not terrible. And then their home games is... Oh, and A&M's a neutral, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it still is until like 25, I think. Okay. And then LSU, Texas. Actually, is this this may be the last year of that. Of the neutral? Yes. Well, I'm seeing a little asterisk. Is there an asterisk? Oh. Okay, I think it's 25. Okay. Uh, and then LSU, Texas, Mississippi, and Tennessee. That's not the most horrible. I mean, you don't have Bama, you don't have Georgia. Obvious, obviously, are spots you look at. And then for South Carolina, yes, they have to go to OU, and who knows if they're any good. They have to go to Bama, but you get Kentucky, Vandy, and and Missouri. So that's that ain't that bad, considering what it could be. Mm-hmm. Dang sure ain't Florida. The Florida schedule is stupid. Now, you mentioned the eight games. I I have thought they were going to go to nine games this entire time. I'm not convinced anymore. No, yeah, I'm with you. I think this is a this is going to be a fixture. This eight game schedule is going to be a fixture, fixture, for quite a while. And, and, and there was a lot of question about it before the schedule release, and then after it was released, there was a lot of praise. That a lot of people said they got it right. They did this right. And it makes you think that they got to continue doing this. Why? Why switch it up? Yeah, because the main issue with the eight-game schedule in the SEC right now, with two less teams, is that you go. You have these huge droughts of not seeing teams, but it's because they have the divisions. Yeah, eliminating the divisions is what makes this work. Because if you think about it, you, you've got 16 teams. So in eight games, you play the same one every time. So that takes one out of 16. You take yourself out of 16. So that leaves 14. Well, guess what? Just so happens seven and seven to get to eight. And so we were talking off air. I think what you're going to see is you're going to see 2024 look like this that was released last night. Then I think in 2025, you're going to see the other seven teams that you don't see the first year. Then in 26, you'll go back to that first set. It, the The locations will just be flipped. And then in 20, what would that be, 27, the second set just flipped locations. I think that makes tons of sense. That way you're, you're, getting, you're getting somebody new every year. Yeah. And you're, you're only missing – and that, that gives everybody – you know, from the time you walk in in 2024 as a freshman, you're going to go to every stadium. You're going to get every team at your house in four years in your time there. So I, I agree. I, for the first time, when I saw the way they did it, I don't think they're going to change it. And there's also yeah. that stat I mentioned yesterday. 
that you've got since teams started going to nine-game conference schedules, it hasn't worked out as far as winning national titles. It just hasn't. Yeah, that's a big thing, too. Absolutely. And so, uh, I, yeah, this this is good. Uh, it's good. Okay. Now that we know the schedules, now that you know everybody knows where they're at, I saw this list the other day, or, or not conversation about it, the uh, – the top five head coaches that will win a ti- their first title next. You know, we talked about it with schools. We talked about it with programs. We never really talked about it on the coaching angle of this. Mm-hmm. And so, I went. I went one through five. I'll tell you a couple guys I left off. Okay. I left off Lincoln Riley. Okay. And I left off Lincoln Riley because I don't think he's going to win it this year. And I think that might be his last time to, to try to win it. You think he's going to bolt for the NFL? Yes. One of three places. Dallas, Kansas City if Andy Reid's done, or wherever Kayla Williams goes. Hmm. I also did not put Brent Venables on there. Uh, come on. we got to see a lot more from him in my mind well, I didn't before either. that ever happens. No. And then I, I was trying to figure out a Big 12 coach. And I just couldn't do it. So here's where I went. Number five, I put Steve Sarkeesian. Okay, yeah. And here's why. I think that he is setting him setting himself up with the success he's starting to have in Texas and what people think he's going to this year and moving forward. I think he's set himself up as the leader in the clubhouse to replace Nick Saban. He's familiar with the program. So that's a big. I, I think he's going to have two bites at the apple, as it were, at Texas. Sure. But then also, I think he's. I think he's going to have a chance at Alabama. Okay. Uh, you want me to yeah, go? go ahead? Number five for me is Josh Heupel, at Tennessee. Like I said earlier, I think he's established himself as a good coach. I think he's reinvigorated Tennessee and Vol Nation. And I think that they're going to continue to win at a high level, and they're in the SEC. They're right there at the cusp of being a Georgia in, in an Alabama. I mean, I say cusp, and there's still a long ways to go. That makes sense. But you're going to put Alabama and Georgia in one tier in the SEC. Tennessee is right on the heels of that. And I think he's got he's a young guy that everyone's kind of pegging as this next big-time coach. So I'll put him right there at number five. Okay, four, I've got Mike Norvell, FSU. Okay. Uh, they're they're coming. You can see them coming with the recruiting, with the way that they were able to play a year ago. I think they're one of those teams that can kind of be that first to get into the playoff. Well, I guess they were with Jameis, but they see Mike on the right track. And oh, by the way, in the ACC. Mm-hmm. So I've got Mike Norvell at FSU number four. Well, this is where I did put Lincoln Riley, uh, right there. At uh, I do think eventually he will go pro. I don't know. If- I think he took so much heat for the way he left OU. I don't, I don't know if he would leave USC in such short order. So, I think he sticks around long enough. Uh, I'll put him as a um, as my number four guy. Okay. What about three? Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. Got to the playoffs. Uh, come up short a couple years in a row. He, you know, I credit Michigan a lot for having the patience to stick with him as long as they have feels like he's figuring out the Ohio State problem and as long as they keep getting the playoffs he's going to have 
opportunity over opportunity to win a national title. Um, he's a good coach too, and that's a good program. You can't keep him down that long. I got Brian Kelly three because uh, I think it's harder to win at LSU than it would be at these other two schools. Two, I've got Harbaugh. Can we get flip bars? <laughs> okay, and then we're going to have the same number one guaranteed. Ryan Day? Absolutely. Yep. Ryan Day of Ohio State. Uh, it's, they they just, even though they've they've lost to Michigan the last two years, they still feel like the best team in the Big 12. Or in the he Big has 10. six losses in his career, in his coach <clears throat> at, at Ohio State. He has six losses. Three of them have come in the playoffs. Good grief. Yeah. So that means, and then two to Michigan. Is the other that Purdue loss? Uh, yeah. In the in 2017. Mm-hmm. Now, wait a minute. Is that right? Was he there at the Purdue game? Or was it Herb? Is that Herb's last year Might against have been Baker? His last. When Baker planted the flag? I thought they were both new. I thought Day was there. I did. Anyways, I thought so. Anyway, the yeah. stat I read: he has six losses at Ohio State. Three of them have been in the playoffs. And that, <clears throat> I mean, quite frankly, and, and the one against Clemson, they just got totally robbed. Of course, they'd have got bludgeoned by LSU and Joe Burrow. But look at last year. Yeah, last year was a tough one too. Good night. Yeah, I think I, I think it feels like out of all these that we've listed, he's the guy that I mean that that hanging fruit is right there. Like, yeah, he's touching it with his fingertips. Yeah, he just and, can't he, grab it. He and Lincoln here, where it felt like on similar trajectories. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, if there was a Big Twelve coach, who would you put? <clears throat> I almost want to put Sarkeesian just because there's one more year there. Yeah, this year this being year, the chance. He'd be the favorite. They're the favorite in the Big Twelve. If they could have a great year, maybe. I I just can't put him past Georgia though. Um, as far as a long term, maybe Kleinman. Maybe maybe. Uh, Ohio uh, Iowa State. Campbell. Campbell. Is it funny the difference in a year? Because I think a lot of us a year ago would have said Gundy for sure, right? But it, it it's almost like if it hasn't happened yet, and it's just kind of a roller coaster, though. I mean, two years ago they had were two really good teams that could have won it all. Two I mean, years ago they were inches from probably in the playoff, yeah, or maybe in the play. You know, I think they're in if they get that win, yeah. And, and then, then after missed, what happened, and, and, and the field goal, missed field goal at Iowa State in eleven, yeah, and then just heck last year. Last year they were that TCU team that made it to the championship game. They had were up twenty four seven. Had them on yeah, the yes, ropes. until I mean, Sanders got hurt on the mat. Yeah, Sanders got hurt and everything. Or he, he kind of wore off pain and man. They say you know it's hard to remember that they were undefeated, like number six in the country in that game. Yeah, looking like a repeat of the year before. So who would you put Big Twelve coach? Anybody? Deion Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Kyle Whittingham. <laughs> I can't believe neither of us had him either. Quick U.S. Open leaderboard update. The lead is at one under par, shared by 10 different dudes. And you probably heard of three of them. Maybe four. Francesco Molinari is one under. Kevin Streelman one under. A blast from the past named Rio Ishikawa. One under. Adam Svensson, Scott Stallings, Michael Kim, 
Michael Brennan, two two, two uh, amateurs, one under Brennan, and also Omar Morales, still one under. The marquee group on the course, Terrell Hatton, Bryson DeChambeau, and then Shane Lowry, Justin Thomas, Tommy Fleetwood. They teed off one, so they're playing number one, part five, as we speak. Francesco is playing with uh, DeChambeau and Hatton. They teed off number 10. So just getting going at L.A. Country Club for the 123rd U.S. Open. I have plenty to talk about that tomorrow on the show. Um, What else you got? Anything on your mind in the world of sports? Jordy Ball makes it official. Going to Nebraska. Nebraska officially a Big Ten favorite. Contender. Well, good for her, though. Seriously, good for her. I mean, want to go home. Like I said earlier in the week, she has nothing more left to prove. She's accomplished so much in her two years at OU. So, uh, wish her the best of success with the Cornhuskers. Let's get Jessica Cootie on and give us her update. O-M-G. What now? More breaking news? No. What? Do yourself a favor and find the chip-in by the amateur Michael Brennan on the third hole. Okay. When he hits it, you'll think you're getting to see a, a shot because it's terrible. <laughs> we're, we're seeing a shot because it was lucky? Or uh, was there skill involved? There's clearly skill involved. He did exactly what he was trying to do, but when you see where the, ball, the chip shot lands, mm-hmm. you're going to go, what is... What is he doing? And it goes in. Oh wow! Spoiler alert! It goes in. It goes in. Well, we would so he's behind what what looks to be behind the green. Maybe it's to the left. I, it's hard to tell. It's, actually, he's probably left of the green. In all actuality, when you see where the, uh, it's hard to tell. It looks like he's behind the green, and he chips it, and he doesn't even land it on. He lands it way to the to what it would be his right. In the fringe. It's like, did he shank that? What just happened? And it lands and then it starts rolling and it goes in. That is an unbelievable shot. Like, think Tiger at Augusta in 2005 on steroids because he didn't land it on the green. That is unbelievable. What a shot. Holy cow. Anyway, do yourself a favor and look that one up. That is awesome. I think that's what you're going to see, though. See, normally normally that shot's not available at a U.S. Open. You know why? Because where he lands it is rough that's as tall as your shin. But here, it's that's why I'm saying it, it's Augusta-like in the, in the variety and the imagination for this, for this golf course. It's not going to be your grandpa's U.S. Open where it's just in the rough, hack it out. It's not the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different style. And quite frankly, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather get to somebody see that, or right. you know, to 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 find that shot instead of it just you having to go directly at the hole and it goes. You know, you don't have a chance to get it within. I don't know, forty feet. Very cool. Shane Lowry is birdie the first, so he's at that giant group of one unders. It's going to be a fun U.S. Open, Jared. I'm anticipating it. Got anything? That you're, you're, are you pretty well 
off for Father's Day this weekend? What do you got? I think so. We discussed having batting practice, and I re- gently reminded them it's Father's Day. <laughs> but we do have state coming up. I don't mind doing it, though, if we need to do it, if we choose to do it. But no, so, this weekend's pretty much wide open. How about so you? So when do you start? State? Well, bracket out? On the, the bracket won't come out till I'm told, Sunday. Brackets. See, the, the regional brackets for us next week are already out. They're already out. Well, maybe mm-hmm. I need to check this. But uh, they have it on the calendar Wednesday of next week through Sunday, the 21st through the 25th. Sunday is basically championship Sunday. If I remember, like last year, it was like a Final Four. Uh, but we didn't start last year until Thursday. So I think they reserved that Wednesday to say, hey, coaches, we need you here for a meeting. Yeah, it looks like you don't have you got leagues that aren't done. Oh, right. Reading on the website, are here. they three team leagues? Because that doesn't matter. State softball <laughs> brackets hope to be posted very late Sunday. Deadline from league representatives for league winners is Saturday, the seventeenth of May. There you go. Yeah, we're so patiently waiting for that. We got a four team regional. How's that work? Top team gets in. Top two. Top two gets in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Double elimination, I assume. Mm-hmm. Very good. And oh. Remind me, where's that? Wait a minute. Played at? Misprint. That's a good question. Oh, Weatherford. Oh, that's not. It was, bad. Oh, oh, here's here's what. There's two Weatherford. Okay, this makes sense now. It's supposed to be an Ada. So one Weatherford has. I couldn't figure out why there's no Weatherford team in this Dadgum Regional. It didn't make any sense. So one of the Weatherford deal, one of the Weatherford regionals is Weatherford, Cheyenne, Okarchi, and Woodward. The one we're in that was originally supposed to be in Ada, now at Weatherford, Chickasha, us, Hobart, and Alba. Okay, that makes way more sense. The way that I was reading on the, formerly Ada, that so it was originally Ada, now Weatherford's got two of them, four teamers, and then top two go. Good stuff. It's all coming. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how much different story we can talk about it tomorrow. With Sam, what Sam sent us about the, I saw a deal on Channel Nine about it. There was one on Channel Nine. There was one on Fox News earlier in the week. Yeah, for the OK Kids. And for uh, you know, all they're doing is following the rules that have always been there. Uh, yeah, I mean, imagine that. We can talk about it tomorrow. More SEC schedule reaction. Here's a financial Friday as well. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.